easier to start trying to draw fine distinctions between punk in its immediate aftermath or to define the precise delineations of post-punk. In terms of chronology, a year or two either way might have made all the difference. If I'd been born a couple of years earlier or later, I wouldn't have been 13 when punk happened and everything that followed it might have just passed me by. Maybe being 13 when it all began was the reason for everything. If I'd been born a couple of years later, I might simply have been too young to have been attracted to something so ostensibly dangerous and threatening. A couple of years earlier, and I might have been a year too old to have been so completely taken in by what could have seemed a mere fad, a musical novelty aimed at impressionable, easily scared children and their easily scared parents. As it was, in 1976, I was almost too young, but not quite. I grew up in the suburbs, in Brookmans Park, a little satellite town about 20 miles north of London. It was once a proper village, and during the war had been considered just far enough from London to be safe for evacuees. And so for my parents, it represented an idyllic escape from the blitzed London they had both grown up in. In the early 1950s, they had left Kentish Town and headed out to safety, away from the bomb sites and the terraced streets now riven with sudden gaps, to a classic little semi on an unmade road, with potholes that my mum filled every morning with the sweepings from the coal fire. By the 1960s, when I was born, Brookmans Park was still clinging to its greenbelt status, while gradually and unavoidably merging into the rest of the homogenous sprawl that surrounded London. By the 1970s, once I had outgrown the innocent attractions of fields to play in, shops near enough to walk to, and quiet roads to ride your bike on, it represented for me everything that was suffocating and inhibiting about small-town life. Near enough to London that you could almost see it if you peered hard enough down the railway line, it was just far enough away to bear no resemblance, and like other modern suburbs, it turned its back resolutely on all that the city seemed to offer or threaten, depending on your point of view. But growing up in a place like Brookmans Park meant that I was hardly at the epicentre of punk when it began. I wasn't really there when it was all happening. So why is it that my memory has fixed that moment in my mind as being the starting point and the reason for everything that followed? To show you just what I mean about having kidded myself that I was a true child of punk, I will share with you some of the home truths from my diary for 1976. Granted, I was only 13, and the diary itself is clearly a work in progress. The handwriting, for instance, going through dramatic changes as I try out different styles, slanting to the left for a bit, or suddenly getting very, very tiny. There are scribbled love hearts, stickers, extra bits of paper taped in with now dried out, yellowed sellotape, and so many asterisks and exclamation marks, it's like trying to read Braille. But even making allowances for my tender age, as a story of someone discovering and falling for pop music, it doesn't get off to a very promising start. In 1976, the number of records I bought was seven. Rock On by David Essex. The Love Hangover LP by Diana Ross. This Time I'll Be Sweeter by Linda Lewis. The Beach Boys' Greatest Hits. The Eagles' Greatest Hits, Volume 1. With Your Love by Jefferson Starship, 
I Want More by Can. Now, I'd be happy to hear any of these records if you put one on right now, and I'm not ashamed of them at all, but they are none of them quintessential punk classics. I can find only four other mentions of music all year. 16th of Jan, I hear a record on the radio by Nilsson, and I like it. 3rd of April, Brotherhood of Man win the Eurovision Song Contest. 22nd of June, I'm happy that the real thing are number one. 29th of October, I describe songs in the key of life as brilliant. Here we are then, 1976, Pops Year Zero, the year punk gets started, and I think it's fair to say that I'm completely untouched by it. In fact, pop music doesn't seem to impinge on my life much at all. What this diary mostly reveals is that I'm more interested in boys and what's on the telly.